We're back in Iowa. Yeah, we're back. There's a great song by Dar Williams called Iowa that I was kind of obsessed with because I'm a Dar lesbian. Dar Williams. Iowa. Oh, wow. uh, uh, uh. Do I sound just like her? Exactly. <laughs> I haven't so heard that name in forever. I know. Wow. Hi, Julian Benzavalli. Hey, hi, Patrick. Hi. Hey, Dar Williams. Hope you're doing well. I love her. She's like a little fair lady. Totally. Fam, join us on the Patreon. I'm just going to jump right into it. All of our cool video content, all of our recent live shows, and the main stage panels from Obsessed Fest. Over 350 full ad-free bonus episodes to download and binge right this second. Yeah. Throw out some of the names of the things they're going to be hearing. Oh, oh, we just finished up the Woodstock talk. Yeah, Woodstock 99. We did Bad Vegan, Puppet Master, Lorena, The Vow, Heaven's Gate, Tiger King. Yeah, there's like tons the culty stuff on there. Don't F with cats, Don't F too. Don't cats, yeah. The Jinx, the Staircase. All that stuff from the early on serial season one, that yeah. hot garbage. Oh, yeah. So much stuff over there. Also, follow us on TikTok. It's True Crime Obsessed Pod. Yep. And join the Facebook group, True Crime Obsessed Podcast Discussion Group. On the Facebook, we have great mods in there. It's a very safe, fun place. It's community. There's True Crime, too. But it's definitely community-oriented as well. Yes. So just join. Come yeah. say hi. Just we love you. Hi. We want to hang. Yeah. Or not. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> or don't. You're invited, but no problem. <laughs> All right, girl, what are we talking about today? All right, this is it. We're wrapping up our bonus episodes for the year. This is Killer Cases, episode 10, Murder in the Barnyard. Before we get into it, can I just say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays? Happy Holidays to everybody. It just means that we're there. If, if this is it, that means that we're there. Yeah, we're doing that thing. We're in the past, present, and future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I know. Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. Be safe, everybody. Yeah, I'm Loving you. In an odd but chilling new case out of Iowa, Todd Mullis is accused of murdering his wife, Amy, with a corn rake. She fell on a fork. I had a fork on her. It was very difficult to buy that story. Amy was quite unhappy and was actually thinking about leaving Todd. There were aspects of uh, an affair. You believe the last time you saw her, that you did have some type of sexual relation. I started watching the first day and I was hooked and could not believe that this man was being tried for this. He, he couldn't have killed her. There's a search for what did ancient cultures do to infidelity? Did you do that search? No. 16 facts about cheating women. Did you do that search? No. Todd, did, did you ambush your wife Amy in that shed that day had brutally beat her and chop, chop her up with that corn fork. No, I did not. So this opens with a terrible 911 call. Yeah. And I gotta say, this 911 call sounds fake and staged to me. Ooh, wow. Coming in hot. I- Patrick Hines. <laughs> Yeah, a man is out of breath. He's calling on his way to the hospital. Amy, our victim, is yes. uh, not responsive. And this man's son, well, the guy's name is Todd. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Todd is he ever. Sorry. <laughs> but he is. Dude, have you been harmed by a Todd in your life? This Todd. I okay, don't like totally. him. Sorry, Todds out there. <laughs> but sometimes, like, you're, you know, you're the exception. Yeah. This guy's, I don't know. This guy's the rule, for sure. Digging myself into because a hole. Because he's in his fucking pickup truck or whatever with his 13-year-old son, Tristan, in the back, Tristan's mom, Todd's wife, Amy, is essentially dying in Tristan's lap. I mean, oh my god. It's really fucking awful. And like, I gotta say, this is not a joke. This is not said for comedic value. When he's on the phone with 911 and he's trying to explain to the operator the situation, 
Yeah, it's really bad. The way that he says the words, like he, she essentially was either stabbed or fell upon what they're calling a corn rake. Or like a pitchfork. A pitchfork, you know? right. And, and that, she like, like impaled herself yep, or and died. was murdered by somebody. But he's basically like just saying like, I had to pull the fork out of I her. I know, it's and horrible. It's, it's, it is horrible. So they lived on a farm and yes. their farm was their life. Everything they did revolved around their farm. That's how they made their living and they had hogs and they raised hogs and that was their livelihood. They say they raised hogs. They're just called pigs, right? Uh, no, I think they're different. Are, no. Hogs and pigs are different? Aren't hogs like much bigger? Uh, isn't no. that just a big pig? Maybe. <laughs> Sort of like how a pony isn't just a small horse. Like, ponies are different than horses. <laughs> but wait, horses. ponies become horses. Do uh, pigs no. become a... No? See? What? What? Yeah. Ponies are their own separate thing? Yeah. No, 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 Google. no. No, Google. you're just a witch. This is why they burned Multiple your time Multiple things can be true at the same time. <laughs> like, little Sebastian yeah, yeah, yeah. is, like, actually a pony. What? Yes. No. Oh, my God. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> But ponies are not just young horses. Okay, witch. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, they raise hogs they, and they do. They're other... going to come for us so uh, fucking it's hard. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to learn. We're city hicks. We always oh, say it. Oh, God. So we learn it was a cold November day with a dusting of snow on the ground and the crops had just been harvested that this horrible thing happens to Amy. At first, I thought that was just an unnecessary bit of editorializing, but those details are important. Yes. So we meet Travis and he's the deputy sheriff. He is. He seems like he's also very. He is, you say, <laughs> Well, uh, my note is that, like, he's a little shell-shocked. But he also does, like, smart things at the scene of the crime. Okay, great. So it was reported as an accident. Yeah. And some people call this a pitchfork, and some people call it a corn rake, so you'll hear both. But I just want to, again, city hick, but a pitchfork, it's like a thing that you hold with straight talons, yeah. right? This corn rake, the talons are curved. It's like a rake, yeah, a It rake. looks like a rake, but yeah. it looks like a rake that, like, could really hurt you. Yes. So, to me, the, to be the, fair, a pitchfork doesn't look like a walk in the park Same, either. but they're... But they're different. Like a pitchfork is straight right, and right, right. the corn rake is curved. Yeah. And we learned that it had four prongs. Yes. About eight to ten inches long. So we're back to the 911 call and the dispatcher says to Todd. Can you pull over? I can. Okay. How about you pull over? Sir, do you feel comfortable uh, doing CPR? I can try. I'll try anything. Of course, he's like, I'll do anything, I'll try anything, whatever. But the, the CPR doesn't work. They get her to the hospital, and she's pronounced dead. And we learn that she dies in the hospital where she used to work as a nurse. Yeah. Which I'm just sort of thinking about now. Like, right now in her life, she works on the farm. Like, that's her full-time job. Right. So it means she left a nursing career to do that. I just want to give a shout-out to the person on the phone walking Todd through the CPR. Oh, my God. Because they're counting it on their end. Yep. Like, they are on the phone and just going, now. Now, yep. telling him what to do in this like very calm, clear, accessible way. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. This is also, I'm telling you listeners this as a practical life hack. This is not a joke. The CPR rhythm is, I can't remember, it's like 100 staying beats alive. a minute. It's staying alive. Yeah. So if you're ever in a situation where you need to give CPR, staying alive, staying alive. That's One, the compression. two, two three. Three. Duh. Compression, da, da, da. yeah. So yeah, that yeah. that's the thing. Like, that's the rate at which you give the compression. I think we all watched that episode of The Office. Okay. No? <laughs> so, right. We learned that. Okay. On a little I... program <laughs> on NBC. Get it, and then they're all like dancing, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but yeah, yeah, it becomes a, it becomes a joke. But no, this is a very yes. very real thing, yeah. and you can hear it if you go and listen. She's 
doing the right that to- that, Well, that's what made me think of right, it. Right, right, I'm like, oh, that's the no. be the same life. Yeah, like, why do I know that? That sounds familiar. <laughs> totally. So she has died on the farm and everyone is saying that this is an accident and now we get five minutes of all the ways you can accidentally die on a farm. This is utterly terrifying. Because that's the thing about working on a farm. Yeah. I mean, accidents happen all the time. It's very, very dangerous. So like the first thing is that like a tractor can turn over on you and we see an overturned tractor. That's terrifying and awful. One of the other ways you can die is falling into a fucking grain silo. If you know what that is, it's like the big metal thing that holds all the grain. Yeah. If you fall it's really into big. that, it's like quicksand. Jesus. You will fall all the way to the bottom and you will suffocate and die. And they show a dummy, like a crash test dummy, being sucked to the bottom of the grain silo. And I couldn't breathe watching no, it. No, I know. That stuff it is was so scary. fucking horrifying. Like part of being a farmer is being aware of all the horrible things that can happen yeah. to you on a farm. It's not just how to do everything right. It's being so aware and like safety guidelines. No, Steve's like, dad grew up on a farm. He, Steve's dad got thrown off a tractor that like toppled and he may, he like survived but he like broke his leg. But farmers, we need you and we, I'm grateful and, and yeah, I know that your job is like, out there. and it's the hardest. Like I, I, I really don't know because I've never lived it but I know that it's a very hard job and I respect it and that's all I want to say. Please again, stay safe. Yeah. Now all of that being said, yes, accidents happen. It's very, very dangerous. The doctors are immediately like, Here's a question. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What's going on? That, that's I'm being the doctor. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah. What they're saying is that this is not an accident. So that that corn rake, which is what the instrument of her death was, yeah. it wasn't a pitchfork. Right. It has four talons on it. And Tines. she's is Tines. that what it is? Tines? Yeah. Talons are on Talons the, are like They're that. on the bird? They're on the bird and some dinosaurs. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm really tines? playing a camera today. Uh, no, talons. Yeah, birds, yeah. some dinos. Um, but tines are like are on tines. a fork. Got yeah, it. exactly. Okay, great. Right. So it's got four tines on it. Well, there was actually six puncture wounds in Amy's back. And it was reported that she had fallen onto a corn rake, which is a four-tine rake. The likelihood of this person falling on a fork and falling on it twice with sufficient force to puncture their body would be totally unlikely. The likelihood that she stood up and then fell on it again Oof. is very small. And in a way that would only make like two more, I'm sorry to be graphic about it, but yeah. like that it would only make two more wounds. Right. You know, like it seems. And it just seems to me like, Todd, if this is your story, it's a stupid fucking story, you moron. You fucking moron. But Eric the reporter is like, can you get more Iowa than this? Fucking corner? <laughs> Eric the reporter. I know. Has... I texted you, I'm like, I've never heard of a corn rake. Yeah, now you we know. But now this is a murder investigation. Yes. And Todd, the husband, is the prime suspect. So let me ask you this about Todd. Sure. Because what Todd's story is, is that he was somewhere else, like a football field length away. 100 yards away. Yeah, walked into where she was and found her on the ground, having been impaled by this thing and basically dead, unresponsive. Right. If you walked into a place and saw Mike like that, wouldn't your assumption be that somebody attacked her or him? If he's telling the truth, his assumption is that she fell onto this corn rake. Right. That doesn't happen. That's not a thing that would ever happen. Why is that your story? I guess my answer would be, I'm not hedging here. I think my answer would be like a gigantic question mark. Uh-huh. Like I would just not have an idea of what happened. Mine would be I'd like, say, somebody, like, what the fuck happened? Somebody was hiding in the barn overnight and killed her or somebody came in. Like the yeah. idea that she fell, that would never occur to me. I guess. But accident, we just went through that. Like, accidents can happen all the time. I don't know. Uh, falling on a corn, you, you know what Twice. I mean? Twice? Like, Jesus Christ, it, poor Amy. Because God. if he killed her this way, he knows how many times he hit her. Right, So he's right, going to know right. the numbers aren't going to line up. God. You know what I mean? Anyway. But the thing they're saying is they're throwing it out there like, did someone sneak onto the farm and kill Amy? We're at the portion of the documentary where we get to slut shame Amy. Is everybody excited? Indiscretions, it would later emerge, involving at least two extramarital affairs. 
Amy had had an affair about five years previously that had broken off. But in 2018, uh, she had begun another affair. Her marriage was horrible, yeah. so she was having extramarital affairs. And yeah. she's had at least two. And we're saying this with no judgment. We're just of, saying what the of facts are. Of course not. Todd fucking sucks. And we learn a lot about Todd, and I don't like him at no, all. No, he's the worst. But also, it's like the way that this is presented in the documentary is that we should try to remember that she deserved not to be murdered anyway. And it's so insulting. You know what's interesting? What? Because we just covered the last episode, the husband yeah. was cheating. Yes. We don't know anything about the person they were cheating with. We don't know yes. anything about the details. Yes. Yes. It was just, this has nothing to do with anything. Totally. Now we're with Amy and we learn everything about Jerry, Every the farm manager yeah. that she was having an affair with. Totally. That is, I mean, it is clear as fucking day. That's We wild. just went through this. So we learned that she's currently having an affair with a guy named Jerry, but there was also an affair from five years ago. And so the question going into the commercial is, could Jerry, dot, 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 or another of her lovers be the killer? Jesus Potentially, Christ. yes. No. No. I I'm mean, going with what? no. No. I'm going with no as well. We come back out of the commercial and we are told life on a farm can be harsh and unforgiving. This is where they tell us that farmers work really hard. And that was true for Amy and Todd. And this is where they compare them to the American Gothic painting. Right. You all know that painting. It's one of the very grumpy looking. I didn't even know they were farmers. They're Well, they're miserable looking farmers <laughs> right. with a fucking pitchfork. Right. I didn't know they were farmers. I just thought they were like two old people who were sick of each other. I think there's like a huge pile of hay in the background. It's like very clearly farmers. <laughs> really? I, yeah. I've never thought of them as farmers, but like. He's wearing like the suspenders the overalls and, the, like he, and holding the pitchfork, which is not a corn fucking which is, Yeah, they're two different things, you know but I mean? they're used interchangeably here. Yeah, and like the poor lady, like she just looks so tired. They look miserable, and I'm like, okay, so they were miserable. There's another way. I mean, my God. So they're saying in this documentary. They have become 21st century versions of the stoic Iowa farm couple in the famed Grant Wood painting, American Gothic. Pitchfork and all. Todd and Amy were the modern day version of that painting. And I was like, it seems like the documentary just wanted an opportunity to talk about the painting. Yeah, remember when they just threw in that footage of 9-11 that we didn't need to yeah, see? Like, so they just keep making these very bizarre <laughs> cultural references. They were like, and in a moment, straight out of CSI. Remember they did that? I'm like, we yes, need to stop talking about CSI. Like, it's very strange. They're trying to, like, talk to the kids, I and just it's very like okay, Somewhere in the, in the editing room, somebody was like, hey, has anyone seen that American Gothic painting? We can yeah. use that here. It's very okay, Boomer, to it's me. Dope. Stop I trying to relate. I also didn't know they were farmers in the American Gothic Look painting. at it again. Okay. <laughs> so we get a lot of text messages here, and yeah. we get a text from Amy that says, she's just talking to a friend. Yeah. After lunch, I'm going to meet with Jerry. We had a little setback and need to meet for makeup sex. Yeah. They really want us to know that this is an ongoing, active affair. And she's just fucking miserable. She feels trapped in her marriage, and like we learned that he desperately didn't want her to go. He's begging her to stay. He wants them to, quote, go to therapy and work on things. But then he we wants learn, to control her. Right. We learn that he's like, they say to us. There was evidence that he was constantly trying to keep tabs on her. Borderline stalking type behavior. Uh, and maybe not even borderline. Uh, he was keeping very close tabs on her. The husband, Todd, is fucking stalking her every move. After she's made it completely clear that she wants out. Exactly. So she is just in this marriage, but acting as if she's not. Right. You know, which right, is right. fine. Exactly. Exactly. Haven't we all been in relationships that are 
pretty much over. Yes. But it's not over, but it's over. Yes. You know? And, like, nobody deserves to get murdered with a fucking and, uh, anything. Yeah, th- all that. I mean, God, right. obviously. So the cops are like, all right, we're going to talk to Todd and find out, like, what the hell was going on with them that day. But now we meet Tracy DeRitter. Okay. Her lower <laughs> oh, third yes. is Todd Mullis supporter. Yes. To which I say, hmm. <laughs> no, that is a very justified hmm. hmm. I know. And she. It's like, an aggressive hmm. And you know who she reminds me of? She reminds me of Scott Peterson's sister in law. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's her, Janie? Yeah. What's her name? I thought the same exact thing. I mean, she's. Only, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know what well, the. Well, but then know. Tracy, she's a supporter of Todd's, and we're going to find out she eventually starts the Facebook group. Right. She full on admits to having a fucking crush on the guy. Let's get into that okay. when we get into it, because <laughs> okay. it's, it's like, it was no, a big reveal for me. It's very problematic. So, but Tracy, who we just know at this point as Todd Mullis' supporter. Yeah. <laughs> she's the one who tells us Todd's point of view on the marriage. Tracy's yes. the one who says, no, 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 no. You misunderstand. Todd wanted to work. He was really putting in the effort. He was really into going to therapy. Yep. Now the prosecutor's like, fuck that. Todd was a controlling nightmare and everybody knew it. Right. So Todd is now questioned by the police. We have video. Right. We're sitting in the interrogation room with him. And John the cop is there and he's doing that thing where he's sitting right in between his legs. Like, Yeah. I also got to say, like, this guy also wants to just get him to confess and also isn't good at it. Like, no. the cop isn't intimidating. He he's trying to, like, level with Todd and yeah. Yeah, it really, it's just bad. It's just bad. Because they ask, Todd, how's the marriage? And Todd goes, tight. Pretty tight, actually. Yeah, communication was great. We were together all the time, you know? And it was good. Amazing communication together all the time. I mean, normal ups and downs, but everything was amazing. (laughs) Meanwhile, we get actual texts from Amy saying to her friend, I'm in trouble. This has been the worst week of my life. I tried to talk to Todd again, but it didn't go well. And she's saying, like, part of me says, maybe I should just like suck it up and make it work. But then she's like, but why the fuck should I be miserable for the rest of my life? I just, I know there are so many people out there in the world who are experiencing yes. that. I feel very sorry for that. Like, I understand that circumstances, money, every, like, you can't just up and leave. I just, that is the heartbreaker of this for me. The people who feel or legitimately can't leave a situation. But she's getting to the point where she can. Yeah. Because she says, even, and she's texting her friend, even if Jerry, the boyfriend, doesn't leave his marriage, yeah. I'm gonna do it. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, strong yeah. enough to make it on my own. Like, I don't need Jerry. Like, I can do this. Right. And this is where we learn that she's actually making plans to file for divorce and move out and if she does that she's entitled to half of this like very lucrative farm business also the minute I heard if Jerry gets out of his marriage I'm like do we have eyes on Jerry's wife uh, I- <laughs> right totally if we're just gonna throw everybody under the bus but apparently Amy was getting things in order to file for divorce yes and so if that ha- like she was really making moves right not, not just saying to a friend I think I'm gonna do it like really taking but the steps but again like in the last episode this is where we find out how much that farm is actually right. worth right. we're gonna find out later Amy's been working on that farm since she was 11 years old yeah. so there's no way she's gonna like just let fucking Todd have the farm yeah, and yeah it sounds like Amy was there first right and so like the, the cops are saying if Todd is aware of this this sounds like motive because now yeah. money is involved right and so just to you know do their actual fucking jobs yeah. they look at Jerry the boyfriend they want to see what his alibi we're is we're back to the cop from the beginning that I said looked a little shell shocked yes. Travis Travis remember when they did that editorializing about like there was a light dusting of snow on the ground and yes. I thought it was bad writing Travis is saying that dusting of snow was actually very helpful. I made note to actually walk around the building to look for any other foot tracks or anything else indicating uh, of anybody else that would have came around the building or into the building. I did not locate anything around 
Travis looked all around the property for any other footprints that could have been a person coming or going, and there weren't any. And also, on a big farm like that, you'd be able to see someone. It's hard to hide in right. a big open space. But I'm saying kudos to Travis, because yeah. like, they have the presence of mind to be like, hey, in case this son of a bitch tries to say somebody else did this, let me just take a cruise around and see if there's any other footprints. Right. And so on top of that, Jerry has an airtight alibi. Yes. So now they say... Jerry the boyfriend. Yeah, Jerry the boyfriend. Yeah. And now they say, which is just a weird way to look at this, now we just have to get Todd to confess, which I understand... Now, it just like, couldn't be anybody of else. Of course. I mean, I guess the only other plausible thing is the accident. But again, that would require her to have fallen on the thing, gotten up and fallen on it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just one of those times that I'm okay with them being like, we got to get this guy. Right. It's definitely this guy. And again, this is like sort of what they were doing last week. Yeah. Still in Iowa. Because the cops are trying to get Todd angry at Amy. So they're trying to say, yeah. oh, she hasn't been pulling her weight, has she? Like, you do all the work around here. Can I just say at one point we see a text from Todd that says Amy hasn't been doing her chores. I, <laughs> I know. I, he's like, she does maybe like half the housework. I, But then he also refers to them as her as chores. chores. Now look. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm sure that chores is the accurate, I, the accurate same, word. Same. Same. I same. Yeah. fucking hate it. It sounds like juvenile. It sounds like it it's reeks so of power imbalance Misogyny, to me. Yes. Like, I, I'm, I don't know. I thought it was just me. No. I thought I was going to get in trouble for being too sensitive no, about when, it. When he said she only does half her chores. I was like, chores? oh my god. I mean, maybe, honestly, and like, again, maybe that's I'm what it's called around the farm. I'm sure that it is. You know what I mean? If yeah. she's, like, because mucking the that's literally the what salts. chores are. Like, yeah. what you do on the farm, it's incredibly dangerous. Again, please stay safe. But, we need you. Stay away from the silo. Stay, Why like, don't we have machines that do the silo like, thing? Please. I'm gonna, I won't be able to sleep tonight thinking about drowning in the fucking grain silo. Oh, we need you. Please be safe. Okay. However. Oh, I thought you meant me. You no, did. yeah. I do. I guess we need all of you. <laughs> Unless you're Todd. Right. This specific Todd. But then also, according to Todd, Todd learns from the cop that Amy was cheating on him again. But then they have this again in 2018. Oh man, not again. Not again. Jerry, again. And we had suspicions. And we're right to have suspicions. But Mullis claimed he was unaware of anything going on with his wife since the first affair five years earlier. The cop was like, so you're going to let her cheat on you twice? And he's like, twice? I don't know if I buy that. I, of course, I don't buy it either. Right? Of like, course not. So the cops are really, really going you out. You think Todd's not the guy that's going through her phone every fucking five right, seconds? Right, which is why this isn't yeah. working on him. No. Because they're saying like, not again, right, right Todd? Right. Isn't that what you were thinking? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like, just... not again? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. no. Because he was like controlling her every move. Like, this whole like Tracy the supporter who we'll get to in a fucking minute. Yeah. Like, it wasn't him really trying to work through it. It was him trying to control her and keep her. Exactly. That's all it was. Exactly. It wasn't him trying to work through his shit. And there's a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> also, they say they have to reference the American Gothic again. Again. Because the voiceover goes, Like the farmer in American Gothic, Todd Mullis gave nothing away. Todd didn't give anything away. What and does I'm like, that mean? It means that he has this stoic, like, uh, no, oh, face, you know? Oh, like, oh, I see. Is that what? I don't know. I don't boomer. know. Can I just one more time? The American Gothic painting, those two look so unhappy. They look fucking miserable. Like, is there not a bar in the house right behind them? There no. must be. No. I, no, they look like they live in a dry town. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you see the look of terror? That would your that would be your American Gothic. Oh. You would be the screen. You would be Van Gogh. That's you. That's the screen. Oh right? my god! That would be my definition of hell to end up like some grumpy old bastard living in a dry town. Are yeah. you kidding me? Now you understand the painting more. That is art. <laughs> that is how art works, everybody. <laughs> See, it finally spoke to you in some way. Uh -huh. You understand why they're miserable I now. I feel very afraid, and that's why art is so subjective. Oh we did god. it. <laughs> 
<laughs> we figured out art. Oh my God. We solved art we today. We solved art. So what did the neighbors think of Todd? Good question. Glad you asked. He was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. There are lots of stories about him abusing the farm animals in front of the kids. I don't even really want to get into it, but I, what the fuck? When I heard that, I was like, oh my God. Like, and they didn't even mean? get into it. Right. So yeah. let's move on. Okay, great. The cops don't believe that this was an accident because Todd's not. only alibi is his son, who's a traumatized child, right. who's being fed all this information by his father. He doesn't want to lose his dad too. And what nobody says at any point is that this 13-year-old kid whose mother just died in yes. his arms. Arms. In a tragic, bloody, horrifying way. And if you think this is the fucking first time that 13-year-old seen his dad abuse his mother, no. This is just the first right. time she died from of course. it. You know? Of course. But more than that, he's now faced with the, if I tell the truth, I lose my mom and my dad. Right. And you know what? Like, at 13 years old, you're going to go into the foster care system? Like, of course. You know what I mean? Like, of course. He, I, he might not even know that that's what he's doing. But right. he's in self-preservation but mode. also, like, one of the cops says to us, While this whole investigation went on, the children were with dad. And our concern was that dad would essentially uh, coach the child in a way that would help him. Boy, can you, can you believe mom fell on that rake? Or, you know, do you remember we worked together all day that day? You and I were always within sight of each other. Who knows what he's telling them? And he has, there's another kid. They say children. Yes, there's so two. So, of course, Todd is saying, planning all of these horrible images in their head, saying, you want to be taken away, too? This is what they do in those, like, horrible. Yeah, and, like, they say, like, now they're going back to, like, gather more evidence. We're back to, like, in the interrogation, they say Todd never says he didn't do it. I'm kind of on Todd's side on this one. When we see Todd on the stand eventually, he's like, no, I literally said I'm not responsible. Like, he didn't say, like, I did didn't kill her, yeah. but he does like deny being responsible for her. That's a stupid thing. Let yeah, that go. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about Tracy for a second, the Sh- supporter? Okay, so Tracy is like the woman who does the supporter right. of Todd Facebook. She's reporter. the one. Like we have a thousand people saying he's abusive to humans and animals, and he's a nightmare. Tracy's like everyone. It was really sad how everyone turned their backs on him. And I I'm like, know. I don't think they ever were facing him. Like I think their backs. I think everyone hated Todd from the beginning. Yes. And then she also has this stupid fucking victim blamey thing where she says that Amy. She She's like, I don't know if you know this, but Amy had surgery a couple days before her murder and she was pretty unsteady on her feet. So yeah, she definitely just fell and impaled herself. You know what though? Like that's not bad evidence. I just like to see somebody who's not Tracy tell me that. That's what I'm saying. Like we only hear that from Tracy. Where are the fucking medical records? We'll get to the trial in a minute. Like it's never brought up at trial. But like, I just want to get back to the son being the alibi for just a second. The son is the alibi. And the story is, according to the son, never wavers on this point to the cops. His son told deputies that his father was in this barn, never out of his sight, before his mother was found in the red shed a hundred yards away with the corn rake in her back. And the dad never left his sight. That's a very important part of the story at this point. Right. Also, there were cameras on the farm that didn't work for the time of the murder. They worked before, they worked after, but yeah. not during. So yes. Again, I say, hmm. Right. Like, they worked right after. Weird. So, let's talk about these fucking Google searches on the iPad. Yeah. So, they get a warrant and they, they seize all of the electronics. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how incriminating these Google searches are. I'm going to read them to you. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I guess I should have known we might differ on that. Because I wonder if we watched the same episode. <laughs> okay, great. Let's hear him. Uh-oh. What did the Aztecs do with cheating spouses? Leave the Aztecs out. <laughs> okay, while I agree, leave the Aztecs. Have you never Googled something morbid just because you're curious? Of course. Okay. Did I do this many in order? No. <laughs> Placement what? of organs in the body. Okay, that's a bad one. 16 facts about cheating women. I don't see why that's bad. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Don't see why that's bad. Did ancient cultures kill adulterers? I don't really see why that's bad. Thrill of the kill. 
Okay, that's bad. Killing unfaithful women. That's real bad. Man gets 18 months for killing cheating wife. All right, that's pretty bad. My point is just this, though. Like Googling about cheating is not incriminating. It's the fact about, like, did ancient cultures kill people? Okay, but I wanted to see that connected to something. Like, tell me this guy's got a samurai sword or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why that matters. Because Amy's dead. I get that. But what I'm trying to say is, like, they're trying to say, like, Googling about what, like, in ancient cultures. If right, because they... he was going to kill her anyway. It, does, it didn't matter what the Aztecs did. It 100%. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I hear you. Yeah. Anyway, Todd is placed under arrest. I was receiving phone calls from people that knew the family and urging me to use caution when you go arrest Todd. One guy specifically said, you guys take plenty of help with you when you go arrest him. They also were warned to bring plenty of backup because guy's so violent. Sure, but then he just, like, gives himself up. Like, right. you know, and, and the thing that always scares me in these instances, like, the Josh Powell of it all, where oh, it's God. like, you know, the kids are in the house. Ugh. That that scares me to death. Yeah. But, like, the cops was like, I was really nervous because everyone said it was going to be really bad. I went and asked him to step outside and he and didn't he did. put him in the car. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, he definitely killed his wife. That's bad enough. Right. And I, I would suggest to play devil's advocate, yeah. I'd be on my best behavior, too. Yeah, right. I if mean, I was, I, you know, I try to control it. And we see that he's very much like his his role going forward is like docile, uh-huh. cheated on hey, spouse, yeah. I'm very non-threatening. And he also like, but he kind of goes back where he overcorrects, as we say, because yeah. he shows nothing. He's like yes. not sad. Totally. I thought he wanted to work through it. I thought uh-huh. he was going to go to therapy. I thought he really wanted this to work. Uh-huh. And now he's just sort of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing about supporter Tracy. Yeah. Tracy starts a Facebook group for supporters because now he's in prison for seven months before the trial. Yes. He's in custody. So, Tra- they have 425 people in the group. Yep. Um, <laughs> according to Tracy... He, he couldn't have killed her. He just... He's not that type of person. Um, he's an honest, hardworking farmer um, who wanted his family to stay together. I, I just don't... I don't believe he did this. He's just not the murdering type. He's so, just an honest farmer. That is essentially all of Tracy's evidence that he didn't do it. He's just not the type. Because the thing is, again, Tracy's from New York State. She doesn't yeah. actually know Todd. She was watching the news right. and thought he was cute. And she says her words. Yes. She started the group because she had a crush on him. I mean, that's... This- Woman, we should not even be giving her the time of fucking day in this documentary. It's the kind of thing that, like, we say this all the time. People don't self-edit when they're doing these interviews. Like, Tracy thinks that's a cute anecdote. It's and not. It's not and, it, and, and it zaps you of all credibility. Because if she was saying, because, look, we know plenty of stories where women heard about Lori Davis is one of them. Yes. Lori Davis is not some fucking dummy. Exactly. She, you, she came with evidence, yep. and she's like, this didn't happen. It yep. wasn't like, he just was too cute right. to be a murderer. Right, exactly. Like, Tracy. Tracy, you've ruined everything by yes. saying, like, I was just so taken by him. And us and these women, we just want, he just doesn't, he's too cute. I know. With zero evidence backing anything up. Yeah. So we jump to trial day one. Now, apparently there's cameras in the courtroom. Yes. This is one of those, like, nationally televised trials or whatever. Yeah. They say the gallery. Or it's on YouTube. Or it's on, right, <laughs> Which exactly. Which I guess is the same thing. Oh, God. They say in the courtroom, the gallery is split between Amy and Todd's families and that you could feel the animosity between the yeah. sides. They're also live streaming it from the Facebook group. Yeah, so like things weren't good in the marriage and it's no. so obvious and so, and like Todd's lying about that. I keep, I, I was thinking about the kids, like 13-year-old Tristan who's like, oh, hey, Uncle Jim on one side and like, hey, Aunt Barbara. I on know, the, like I the know, kids I are know. always fucking lost in the middle.
middle. Always. And being like pushed and pulled because you know Amy's family doesn't want anything to do with Todd. But exactly. The kid, it's like, oh my God. It's yeah. like wild crime all over again, remember? I Oh my God. You know? I know. Like, just somebody tell me that the kids are okay, you know? Yeah. So now we meet Todd's defense lawyer, Gerald. Yeah. And he's like, Amy Mullis was viciously and deliberately murdered. The issue that you will have to decide in this case is really not who did it, but whether Mr. Mullis did. It's no longer an accident. Now, this to me is what? just like, I, that, that, I, <laughs> no, I know. His defense the whole time was, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, if you come upon your wife who's been impaled on a thing, why would you ever, ever think it was an accident? Like, you told the wrong story, Todd. Right, right. And also, I would love to know, I don't know if it changes state by state or whatever. I should have Googled this. Like, when are you allowed to change your story? Right. Because once trial happens, you yeah. can't do that, right? I don't know. You can't just be like, forget everything we said. Because the whole thing now is like, she definitely was murdered. You just have to decide, jury, was it Todd or was it somebody else? Right. And like, was it anyone else but Todd? There's no other suspect. And we've learned that sometimes you can't like point the finger at someone else. But the whole point is like, okay, forget about the accident thing. She was murdered and it definitely wasn't Todd. And And here's why. Can somebody ask him like, what? what? Honestly, stick with the accident at this point. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Because both of them are equally unbelievable. So you're going to have a parade of people saying how violent this guy is right. and how horrible he is and how they she was cheating and how it wasn't a good marriage. I'm not saying cheating was like it wasn't a good marriage. She was trying to get out of it. She right. was gonna file for divorce. The farm's worth a zillion dollars. Stick with the accident. Right, totally. <laughs> Stick with the accident. I mean, or don't, because this guy's a piece of shit. So exactly. Let's get, let's get him. So then they pull the, now we know it's a murder weapon out, and they, it seems like they just leave it on the prosecution table for the entire time. The murder right. weapon. Theater. And it, honestly, it is a terrifying looking instrument. It's, it's, it's very, it's it, terrifying. It's truly right out of like a Saw movie. Yeah. You know? Yes. And then we get a parade of witnesses for the prosecution. It's like friend of Amy's after friend of Amy's. Amy was all upset, and she was crying that if her husband Todd would find out that he would kill her. He said, I have worked for this farm since I was 11 and I will not give it up. And I said at that time, he is going to kill you. Every last one of us said he's going to kill you. We know he's going to kill you because he said he was going to kill you. Yeah, and also we all have stories about how violent he is and how abusive he is. Yeah, and finally we meet boyfriend Jerry. He's on this poor sad sack. Jerry testifies, and he's like, no, I didn't go to the farm that day. He's really just proving his alibi. He was like, you know, we emailed a little bit. Jerry was sick. Amy wanted to uh, make him better in a sexy way. They do talk about, like, sex acts, and they cut to Todd, the husband, while he's talking about it. It's one of those moments. It's like when they called Miss Ohio in that other documentary just to like stick it to the girlfriend who did it. I know. You know what I mean? But I'm sure they also, like, I'm sure the prosecution wants a few words with Jerry. Yeah. You know? Totally. So... I get it. So kind of the star witness, like the big moment of the trial is when 13-year-old Tristan testifies. Yeah. He's the son who is the dad's alibi and also the son who's like mom died in his lap. Right. And so at first, Tristan's story for like a year of this case was they were together the entire time. They never left each other's sight. Yeah. Like the mom was 100 yards away. He and dad were in like the other barn or whatever. And Tristan had eyes on him the whole time. And now for the first time, now that Tristan's on the stand, his story changes a little bit. And we should say Tristan is not in the courtroom. Tristan is like is testifying from like some remote location yes. via Zoom. Yes. So now he says Tristan changed his story, saying he had left his dad alone to get a drink of water. But what you're telling us today and what you told us at the deposition is that there was a period of time that you were not with your dad. Yes. 
And as you sit here today, do you know how much time you were away from your dad in that hour and a half in the hog barn? No. He left his dad alone when he went to get a drink of water. Right. And so the prosecutor says, like, do you know how long you were gone? And he says, I don't know. Now, keep that in mind because we're I'm coming back to that in just a minute. Yeah, he has no idea how long they weren't together. Right. And there's so much wrapped up in this one piece of testimony because clearly all the time that the dad was out on bail before the trial, he was scaring the living shit out of his son into lying right, like, for him. We have to remember this is the testimony of a traumatized 13-year-old kid. His mother died in his arms. And and now he's been living with the dad who's on trial. Like, it's right. just a mess. Like, consider the source. And I'm not saying that as a dig to Tristan at all. I'm saying this poor fucking kid. But then Tracy, the woman running the Facebook group, gets uh, mad at Tristan. I don't know why Tristan would change his story. Tracy, Tracy, shut your mouth. There's a million reasons why. The very fact that you don't know why is another slap against your credibility. Right. He changed his story because his dad was making him lie for him. And just admit, like, don't talk shit about Tristan. Right. Say nothing about Tristan. Keep his fucking name out of your mouth. Don't say a word unless it's... It's poor Tristan, this poor traumatized kid. I hope he's okay. Right. And this is where Tracy- Shut up. I, she also says, also, he wasn't gone long enough for the dad to be able to do this because the mom was 100 yards away in another building. We'll get to that in a minute. Tracy is just parroting everything that Todd told her. Exactly. It's so obvious. I don't understand, again, like why the documentary is giving her airtime. I don't get but it. But also, like, how people fall for this. Ugh. You know what I mean? Because tr- she wanted to, you know? Yeah. So Todd takes the stand, finally. When he has asked the big question, how long was Tristan gone? Right. Todd says it would have been a matter of seconds. Now, we don't linger on this very long. A matter of seconds is something Tristan would remember. Yes. If Tristan was like, I was gone for four seconds, and I know that, because of course, Tristan's 13 years old. This It would have occurred to him, could my dad possibly have done it? No way. I was only away from him for four or five seconds. If it was a matter of seconds, Tristan would remember it. When Tristan yeah. says, I don't know how long I was gone, what he's really saying is, I was gone long enough for him to kill my mom, but I just don't want to say it. I agree. You know? I agree with you. It's a perfect thing to because tell him. if it was just a matter of seconds the way Todd is saying it, Tristan would know, no, 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 my dad couldn't, even though, yes, I lied, but I was only gone for a matter of seconds and my mom was so far away, like, I'm telling, I'm sorry that I lied, but, I, but it couldn't have been, yeah. he couldn't have done it. That's not what happened. And that's not what happened. That's not what happened. You're right. Then the Google searches come back up, the whole, like, reason he was arrested. Right, right, right. Can we just do this really quickly? Sure. There's a search for characteristics of cheating women. Did you do that search? No. Okay. Do you know who did that search? No. You have no idea? No. Around that same date, there's a search for what did ancient cultures do to infidelity? Did you do that search? No. Again, you don't. You have no idea who did that search? No. Killing unfaithful women. He, like, finds a case. Yeah. Punishment is 18 months for killing cheating wife in a, in a case. He denies. No, I don't think some of these are as incriminating as the prosecution wants to say they are. Right. He denies doing any of them. He has no idea how any of this got <laughs> on his computer. I, I'm like, I'm almost surprised he didn't throw Tristan under the bus. Uh, honestly. That's why these searches mean something. Because, of course, like, cheating spouse. Like, I could Google that just to, I don't, base, again, I am, I am. <laughs> A little bit of an exception here because yeah. of what we have to cover. Yeah. So my yeah. Google search history is terrifying. Yeah. But yeah, I, all of that would be like, all right, whatever. She is cheating. Like, yeah. whatever. They're yeah. trying to work through it. But they're not trying to work through it. And the fact that he's like, I, what? I don't know. I've never, what, and Google, say that word again? I've I never just, done like, that. I don't understand how Google searches like this could be the thing that convicts him. Denying it makes you look like a liar. Yes. clearly you did it. Right. Say you did it and say you did it because you were mad. Right. And you were like thinking things, but you would never actually go through with it. Right. Like, that might not fly with the jury 
either, but you clearly did these searches and you're lying. He has a bad lawyer. Yes. Like, he's getting bad advice. And, but I guess also, like, when you do a murder and you don't really think about how you're going to try to get away with it, like, this is why people don't get away with it. Right. But what were you doing for seven months while you were waiting I for know. this trial? Like, I know. what was the lawyer doing? Yeah. You say, oh, by the way, take I take it back about the accident. And also, just uh, say you don't remember the searches. Come up with something better. Come up with something better. Speaking of which, this is not that. Because oh, now. <laughs> This again. So now, this is the oxygeniest moment of this entire thing. I hate this. They say that because this trial was being televised on the daily. They're getting, like, every day, lawyers and citizen detectives are writing in, like, with tips. Well, one of the tips, some person says. Some random. Some, who, who knows who it was, says, have you really listened to the 911 call? Because if you, like, he's like a, quote, an audio expert. And if you really listen, you can hear Todd on the 911 call giving CPR, but under his breath saying, and I quote, The tipster said he could hear him saying, cheating whore. And a few seconds later, go to hell, cheating whore. Investigators had never heard that until they got the tip from a viewer the night before the last day of the trial. And the prosecutors are like, you know what's weird? We didn't hear it until we were listening for it. And I'm like... Wait, did you hear that, though? Did you hear what you just said? So then they play it first, of course. Right. And, of course, you hear it because your ear is trained for it. Even even still, I'm like, I don't know. It sounds like static, like nothing. Like, it, you can sort of make your mind hear it. And I'm just going to say this now because I can't not. In closing arguments, the one good argument the defense team makes is, like, why would he do that? Right. Like, well, he knows he's on 911. He knows he's being recorded. Why would he call her a cheating whore and say, go to hell, cheating whore? Like, he wouldn't do that. Right. And also... Also, we sort of just skated right by. This phone call, like, this argument is allowed in court. Right. They spend, like, closing arguments are all about it. Right. Like, the prosecution is leaning into the 911 call, and I'm like, oh, my God. Because I'm also like, you got enough. You know what I mean? Like, the guy's right. going to, like, you got enough. Now it's a fucking circus. It, right. I got to go home. You know what I mean? Everyone's totally. got to go home. Have some water and go to bed. Take a nap, everybody. It's It's gone too far. It's gone too far. So the jury goes out. They come back. He's guilty. Right. His sentencing was delayed because of COVID. Todd uses the time to get a new lawyer who, if you notice, doesn't know how to wear a mask. Um, Did you catch that? The lawyer is wearing the mask under his... Remember when people used to fucking do that? I see people all the time who still do that. I know. Well, I don't wear wear masks anymore. Well, I see people still doing that and it makes... I mean, honestly... They're never going to change. They're They're just going to do it. They just exist in the world. No, it's like either wear the mask properly or don't wear it. But more than that, follow the rules. Follow the rules. It's like wearing your mask under your nose is the new, like, do you put the grocery cart back or not? Uh Uh-huh. I do. I definitely do. That yeah. means you're a good person. Yeah. But it's like, my thing is like, if you don't want to wear a mask, then only go to places where you don't have to. Right. And if you're going to, if you have to wear a mask, follow the rules and do it properly. And I'll do you one better. Enforce the rules. Exactly. Don't just let exactly. some schlub right. with their nose out. Exactly. <laughs> running amok. <laughs> Amok, 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 amok. So the new attorney wants to get the verdict thrown out because of the use of the 911 call. They're arguing. They're like, just try to listen really closely. I just want to know if you remember what you said. <laughs> right there, do you say, go to hell, cheating whore? No. So you don't hear that? No. You didn't hear at 653, cheating whore? You didn't hear that? I didn't hear that word. And it's right at that, after you hear a ping, you don't hear, go to hell, cheating whore. 
but did he call her a cheating whore? Who hears whore? Raise a hand. And I'm like, oh my God. No, I know. Are we allowed to be saying any of this? I know, I know. And the judge denies it. And then, you know, before he's sentenced, he's offered like the opportunity to, to speak. And he just says like, I didn't do it. He seems pretty, you know, apathetic and yeah. not sad at all. But I'm sad because like he had three kids and they lost both their parents. And like the family's ruined. Because, you know, Amy's family always hated him. Yes. There's just like animosity and anger in their lives forever yes. and sadness and mourning. And I like, you know, the kids lose both their parents in one moment. I just want to know that somebody in the family took the kids in. That they're okay. I just want to know that. I look, I, I, th- I oh, couldn't yeah. find it anywhere. I don't know. It Like, like the selfishness of like taking both parents away from, it just, yeah. it makes me yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. every time. I know. I know. It's fucking terrible. But you know what? We just finished our last bonus episode. You know, thank you everyone for joining us. I hope you liked it. This I is like know. our little gift to you for throughout the holidays. I, so that just means the holidays are here. Yes. Fam, join us on the Patreon. All of our videos, our live show from Obsessed Fest, our live show in Boston where we did Class Action Park. Yeah. We're gonna upload the me and Steve yes. live show oh, from better. Dallas you where better. we did action class action park. Some of the amazing main stage panels from Obsessed Fest, and then over 350 full ad-free bonus apps. Yep. So that's it from us. We love you so much. We love you. Happy holidays. I hope you're getting some downtime. Yeah, stay safe and, you know, spend time with the ones you love or text them. Yeah, and, on, and honestly, we know the holidays are hard for some people. But yeah, that's what you I know mean. what I mean. Text some people. Or I'm just not just out. like saying this to like push the group, but like if it if it's hard for you and you feel like it, get in the group. People will be there to lift you up and yeah. send you dog memes and yeah, self care you know. comes in all kinds of ways. So exactly, just ask for it and we'll give it to you. We love you. We love you. Bye. All right, bye. Yeah, like we. I'm sure that's what they're called, but in this context, when did I you hated become it. the person that like has to think about any possible context of anything you ever say? Look at my phone. <laughs> It wasn't too bad this week, but who knows? <laughs> I'm sure someone who just listened to it now is mad. Oh I don't my know. God. I'm sorry, everybody. I really try very hard. 